Today's show is brought to you by Rich Nutrients, New Zealand's premier provider of nutrient-dense whole food products. One of my current favourites is their organic beef and turmeric bone broth powder. And the reason for that is it's so convenient, you don't have to go through the whole process of actually making bone broth. And it's super tasty. If you visit their page, richnutrients.co.nz, click onto the shopping page and you'll find a Best Me tab. Under this tab you'll find all of the products that I use and recommend. Now as a Best Me listener, you have the opportunity to receive 10% off all orders over $30, which is a pretty decent discount. All you have to do is enter the Best Me discount code at the checkout, which in one word is Best Me, all in capitals. I hope you enjoy their products as much as I do. You can also find me at HealthFit Collective, which is exactly how it sounds, a collective of health and fitness practitioners, including physiotherapy, psychology, nutrition, we have movement coaches, personal trainers, massage, and much more. Our goal is to guide your dreams to reality, and we do this both within the club and online, offering tailored health plans, small group training, specialist services, corporate wellness, and education. So please go along and visit the page healthfitcollective.co.nz to find out more. You can also book a free 30-minute consultation with no strings attached. Welcome to Best Me Radio. I'm your host, Carl Hammington, and I talk to experts in many areas, including movement, psychology, nutrition, as well as other inspiring people who have done extraordinary things, all in an attempt to provide you with the information inspiration and tools that will empower you to step into the best version of yourself. Welcome back Best Me community and happy daylight savings to you in New Zealand. I'm looking forward to enjoying some longer sunny evenings very soon, fingers crossed. Now just a quick note to say that this is our last week to register for the Health Fit Collective 8 week challenge and I feel like you get really good value for this with an 8 week basic exercise guide regime and some nutrition advice as well as some goal setting and some tools just to keep you on track. You also get some self-assessment protocols to follow that is relative to your goals. Plus, there's a bunch of workshops and seminars in there. So go along and have a look at healthfitcollective.co.nz to register or just to have a little nosy. Now, we've just started using at home the Living Libations products. We have both fallen in love, that's me and my uh, Paula, have both fallen in love with the best skin ever, which has made an instant difference to my skin. It's light, it smells really nice, and your skin feels amazing afterwards. I'm also really enjoying the Poetic Pits. Um, I use a frankincense one with this beautiful, natural, spicy smell. And it's really effective too. If you want to learn more, go along and check out the episode with Nadine Artemis, who's a creator of Living Libations, or go along to livinglibations.com. And there is a little discount code there as well. So that'll be attached to the show notes there. Now on to today's session. This is a really fun one and although I've never actually met Daryl, I feel like we had an instant connection and we actually shared the the exact same movement philosophy. You'll hear why why you may want to start fidgeting again and perhaps climbing a barky tree. Also what serious players or movement with intention and why this is going to be beneficial to you. Also there's a great load of movement tips and tools in this one as well as a little movement challenge at the end. So please enjoy, this is a fun one. Daryl Edwards is the owner of Fitness Explorer Training and Nutrition, based in London, England. He's a founder of Health Unplugged and owner of Fitness Explorer Training. He's an international speaker, a coach, nutritionist, and the author of Paleo Fitness and Paleo A to Z. He's been published in titles such as Men's Health, Women's Health, L Men's Fitness, and featured on BBC, ABC in Australia, and the international documentary We Love Paleo. Daryl is also the founder of the Primal Play Methodology, 
which is making fitness fun, effective, and engaging, whilst in the process getting people healthier, stronger, and fitter, which is music to my ears. Welcome to the show, Daryl, and thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks so much for the invitation, Carl. Much appreciated. Yeah, I know it's been a, a long time in the workings, but we, we got here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> different sides of the planet and different seasons. So. <laughs> yeah, we got we got there in the end, which is which is the main thing. <laughs> hey, is there anything I missed off that uh, you know quite extensive uh, profile there? Uh, no, that's all all good. Great. Yeah. Hey, um, Daryl, so could I'd like to start off um, with you sharing your story as to how you became, you know, Daryl Edwards, the fitness explorer, because um, from what I've read and what I've seen, um, that wasn't always the case. Am I correct? That's definitely correct. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in in terms of my my life story, yeah, fitness and wellness um, hasn't featured very much. <laughs> uh, my my career was actually. My previous career was in investment banking, working as a technologist. So I was a, a programmer, uh, uh, a software engineer. I became a, a technical architect. So I was designing and building large-scale systems uh, to make the bank lots of money, um, <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty, pretty much. So it was a very lucrative career. There were very few individuals doing the type of work that I was doing. Um, and I had responsibility um, geographically for kind of systems around the world. So we would, what was known as follow the sun. Yeah. So we were, we were based in London, um, but I'd be kind of overseeing systems in New York, uh, in the far East and also wow. Aust- Australasia as well. So, um, so significant responsibility, mm. but also very demanding in terms of time based yeah. on that kind of follow the sun. So, um, it kind of became problematic when, you know, there was a time in my life whereby I was, I was kind of on call 24 seven. Um, there are any issues at all anywhere around the world. I'll be, I'd kind of be the second, third port of call. Yeah. Uh, a to me and I would have to kind of dive in and, and, and help out. Um, and so there were time where I was, you know, there's a lack of sleep. I was, mm. um, suffering from a poor, poor diet I was very sedentary because I was literally sitting down 16 to 18 hours a day every wow. single day. Yeah. Um, and I was f- fortunate, privileged enough to have a, an annual health check. And and part of this check, this kind of wellness check, would look at everything from, you know, from blood tests to stress tests to, um, you know, looking at, uh, at my, my diet, yeah. um, looking at my, you know, kind of fairly holistic wellness check great and on one occasion i was told you know you're not things aren't looking too good what what do you mean um well we found out you're you're pre-diabetic you have elevated risk of cardiovascular disease because your you know your lipid profile is is off um you're anemic you've got low levels of testosterone um you're you're telling us you're suffering from kind of chronic low back pain so there's a whole host of issues i was i had chronic hypertension so i had high blood pressure uh and all the the solutions given to me were not to worry mr edwards we can you know we can give you some statins for your (laughs) for your cholesterol we can give you something to to reduce your blood pressure (laughs) we can give you some supplementation for your anemia we can give you steroids for your seborrheic dermatitis that you have we can give you pain relief for your low back pain 
Yeah. And uh, and I was like, okay, this kind of sounds okay, but what are the side effects? I'm a bit of a <laughs> concerned about side effects. Um, well, you know, you'll have to take these meds for the rest of your life. Um, and if there's a problem, we'll we'll give you something else. Mm-hmm. And if there are symptoms, we can we can try and alleviate those the symptoms of the side effects. Yeah. Um, and when I challenged them around <laughs> with other pills, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And when I asked them about, about lifestyle intervention, um, there wasn't much of a uh, of a response. So I was like, "Well, I need to. This is quite a lot to kind of to stomach." And given that my lifestyle wasn't really focused on health, um, I didn't know what the solutions were, but I knew I could do. I was hoping I could do something. Um, and so I changed my diet. I I followed the um, the paleo diet um, for a while. I started to think about exercise. And when I retested a few months later, pretty much all of those issues had been reversed. So, reversed diabetes, my blood pressure became uh, optimal. I was no longer anemic. I was no longer uh, at risk from a cardiovascular uh, risk profile. So, I was like, I've done all this without meds and I've got to see how far I can take this. So... When that happened, I had a lot of people asking me, you know, you look different, you've changed, you're, you know, you're not bringing sandwiches to the desk anymore, <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to the gym, what, what's, what's, what's happening, what's um, and can you, can you help us? Yeah, yeah, can you help us sort our lives out? Uh, and I was like, well, I don't really know enough, I'm not qualified yeah. to, to, to give advice, I can let you know what I've done, but I recognize that people needed this information um, and I had to train. I had to cross train and find out more. And I started yeah. to lose the passion for what I was doing within banking. Yeah. Um, wanted to actually help people improve their health and wellness. Yeah. So I cross trained as a nutritionist. I became a personal trainer. I, I spent a lot of time researching. Um, I became the fitness explorer because I wanted to find, you know, the, 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 um, a health, a healthy way to get fitter and to improve yeah. my longevity. And I recognized I needed to look at a lot of different, um, you know, a lot of different kind of methods for, for, for doing so. Yep. Uh, um, and I just recognized that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to help people. I wanted to lead them to, to better health. And I wanted to simplify some of those ambiguous messages that are out there. Um, and this is where we are. Today, where I'm now responsible for something called Primal Play, um, which is making this kind of natural, functional movement oh, accessible so yeah. to, to many, and and most importantly, making it making it fun. So yeah. fun plus functional, and um, based on our kind of primal instinctive movement patterns. Beautiful. So so that's yeah, that's where I'm. That's what I'm most passionate about. Yeah. Uh, but of course, it's within the context of all the other areas of, of, of health, all the other tenets yeah. of health. So yeah. diet is important. Social interaction is important. Mm. You know, being access to nature and interaction with nature is important. Right. Um, avoiding toxins is important. Yeah. You know, obeying laws of nature around sleep and, the, mm. you know, getting sun exposure and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. so all of those things I recognize are important. Uh, and movement being one of the things that is that is kind of pivotal yeah. to to our well-being. 
That's great, man. And to be honest, like your your story, it doesn't sound that uncommon. <laughs> I mean, you probably <laughs> see that with a lot of your your clients as well. But it, do you feel like sometimes uh, we accept that as the norm? You know, that we're going to be living off uh, meds for the rest of our lives, and that's just the way it has to be. Yeah, I, I think it's um, we. You know, it's a double-edged sword because on the, on the one hand, the advances in medicine have yep. improved our longevity. They've improved our our, our health. Yeah, ability to survive. You know, yeah. and, and ability to survive, um, for sure. And, you know, there are many conditions that we, um, you know, it's, it's maintained our survival. Yep. What, what the, the double, you know, the other side of that sword is the fact that we have also prolonged morbidity uh we've prolonged disability we've prolonged this state of well we can just rely on a pill yeah we can live long and unhealthy (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly and 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 we've shifted from looking at prevention to looking at alleviating symptoms yeah and and not tackling the root cause beautiful and so so i'm not anti uh, conventional medicine at all. Um, I have had to access kind of acute forms of, of, of medication yep. uh, and, and I'm very thankful for that. But at the same time, I now recognize the power of, of lifestyle medicine, of, yeah. Yeah, of actually trying to prevent chronic lifestyle disease and reducing the risk of, of, of that occurring. And many people just aren't aware of how potent lifestyle is until it's too late mm. uh, and and so and i think at the stage where it's too late there may not be you may not have the tools or the tool set available to you to reverse whatever may befall you yeah so you've got to do as much as you can before that happens um so to put you in the best chance of 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 doing you know of um you know mitigating the risks yeah of whatever may, whatever may, may occur yeah. in the future. So, so I think that shift for me and, and for many of us, of us who, who encounter, you know, a, a changing lifestyle, whether that's, you know, stop, you know, um, I don't want to be sedentary anymore. I want to get fitter or I want to start yeah. thinking about being around for my grandkids or I need to that's cool. uh, think connect about the, connect with the why. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and the why has to be more than the, than a lot of the short-termism that yep. we see yep. in in health, you know the the, no, the quick fixes, the yep. the five minute five minute abs, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, the week the weekend detox, yeah. Um, yep. uh, um, and and once you start thinking about the year, the decade, the generation, the rest mm. of your life. Um, that's when it really makes a difference, and that's when it makes a difference to those around you and and for those that you really care about. Because yeah. most disease, you know, has a long gestation period. It doesn't just, you know, you don't come to diabetic overnight or, yeah. you know, suffer from, you know, you know, heart disease. It doesn't just occur overnight. It's yeah. uh, there's a there's a, a, a genesis, yeah. And, yeah. and 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 there's a significant period of development until you feel. The, you know the impact of yep. of whatever that disease is. So, so I think we need to see we need to approach the prevention in exactly the same way. Is that yeah? There's no quick fixes. It takes a lifetime 
You know, yeah. it takes years. It takes a generation of developing these healthy lifestyle patterns, and, and hopefully, we can um, we can maintain those. We can educate, and we can avoid the need to just rely on on pharmaceuticals. Um, you know, yeah. and integrate the best of of modern science with ancestral wisdom. That yeah, I totally. believe has best the best way forward. I, I agree. I think. Um you know, when it's at its most potent is that combination of, you know, modern research backed with ancestral um, uh, science as well or ancestral um, theory. So mm. that's cool, man. I think your story will inspire uh, many people. Can you just explain, just reiterate, the the change in vitality and energy that you noticed when you did start making these changes? Because I start to question whether a lot of people actually know what it feels like to feel healthy and thrive um, in today's world. Yeah, so I mean that's a really good point because you you almost don't know until you know. You know what I mean? It's it's like how you know I felt even with my in my thirties, um, in my early thirties, I remember feeling kind of older, old before my time. Yeah. You know, I I didn't feel in my prime. I felt as if I was life was running away from me, um, and I was wondering why am I why am I getting up in the morning and feeling really stiff and, and aching, even though I haven't actually done anything. I haven't done anything physical, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I, but I feel as if it's a struggle to get out of bed. <laughs> feel like you've run I a feel, marathon. I feel, yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I feel really lethargic. You know, I feel like I've, I've got a hangover even though I haven't been drinking. Yeah. So there was just this kind of state of flux that um, I couldn't really shake off. Um, and once I changed my lifestyle, once I improved my diet, once I started becoming physically active and started to move, I mean, it was just incredible. It, it's you do feel as if you gain, uh, you know, that, there's that there's a program I think called Ten Years Younger, yeah. where they they take people who probably haven't been looking after themselves, and you know they do veer down the kind of plastic surgery route, and yep. they do all sorts to make people look younger. Yeah. Yeah, but but uh, I felt the transformation yeah. of feeling younger, yeah. of actually having more vitality and exuberance, and feeling as if I could take on the world. Yeah, uh, and 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 that invigoration, that or that reinvigoration that occurred by changing my lifestyle, is it is really really powerful. And once you experience that, you really don't want to let go. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, no. it's very difficult to let to let go yeah, of. I so, totally agree. so I yeah, I, I do feel that. You know, I just was in the dark for a long time uh, and I had no awareness of what I should have been feeling like at that time. So when I was in my prime, at least by in terms of age, um, I definitely wasn't in my prime in terms of health and well-being. Yeah. So so it's at a later stage in my life where I feel, oh, my goodness, you know, if only mm-hmm. I'd have been focusing on this 20 years ago, imagine how my life, uh, you know, would have been, yeah. you know, imagine what, 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 how things, how different things would be now yep. based yep. on that. Yep. So of course you, you could, you can never, it can, it's never too late to make the decision to focus on your, on your health and well-being. But the sooner you can, the earlier you can, obviously it's going to have the greatest impact mm. on, on you. So, so I would always say to people, don't wait until, it's too late, you know, don't yeah. wait until you go, oh, you know, I'll, I'll just enjoy my time now. And then one day in the future, I'll be able to reverse yep. you know, all of these elements. It may not 
unfortunately, it may not happen. It may well be be too late. And there are too many people uh, very close to home, unfortunately, in their 30s and their 40s who I'm seeing suffering from from chronic lifestyle disease yeah. and, and from cancer or from, from heart disease. And, um, yeah, it's 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 lifestyle related disease really isn't it yeah lifestyle related disease and and um yeah we just don't want to leave it we just don't want to leave it too late totally agree um so i want to get into this primal play um but i kind of want to break down both of those words we might just start with with primal (laughs) um now i want to i want to really dive into this so you've obviously done some reading through some literature and and uh, you're a curious man, which is great. So what do we know about um, primal movement or our ancestral um, movements in terms of what did a day physically look like for the Paleolithic uh, man and woman or tribe? Mm. Yeah, so I, I think it's we, we need to uh, think about the purpose of movement, the purpose of, of physical activity, the purpose of fitness. Uh, and that was for survival. Yep. So survival was everything from, you know, procreation to yep. hunting and gathering foods yep. to building shelter, to protecting your yourself, your family, your community. Yep. Um, that was, those were the purposes of, of movement. Yep. Um, and there was also the recreational aspect as well, you know, da- you know, whether that's dancing, whether that's kind of rites of passage, uh, you know, Great. there were all those aspects as, as well, playing games, yep. you know, socializing. Yep. So those are the, the kind of the, the whys, the reasons for, for movement. And, and humans have the, the unique ability to perform a wide array of movement patterns Yes. Um, relatively well. They're not. We're not kind of experts in any one particular yeah, so realm of movement, mm. but very diverse. We're kind of movement generalists rather than specialists. So, uh, with conventional fitness, we tend to focus on specialisms. We tend to be quite one-dimensional. So, yep. I want to focus on running because I'm a I'm great at running, mm. or I like climbing. I'm just going to spend my time climbing, yep. and become a specialist at, at that, or cycling, or or lifting weights, whatever it may be. Whereas a a hunter gatherer would have to be adept at lifting and carrying, at sprinting, at running, mm. at walking, at crawling, yep. at climbing trees, combat, you know, at, at combat. Yes, at, de- at defense, at uh, you know, at being chased, you know, yeah. so oftentimes yeah. we may be, <laughs> we may be the prey yeah. as well as the <laughs> predator. Um, you know, we, we may need to kill and then, you know, c- carry the kill yeah. great distances. Uh, we may need to sprint short distance. We may need to be really quiet and, and, and kind of creep up on, on, on our prey. So, so there are, there are lots of, of movement patterns that we had to engage in, you know, we'd have to jump, yeah, we'd have to, we'd have to lift, we'd have to push and pull. So there's these kind of basic movement patterns that we would constantly be engaging in. Yeah, uh, and um, and there'd be very little in terms of um, spending significant amount of time just on one movement pattern. Probably the only thing that would 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 uh, the exceptions that rule would be say walking. Yeah. So that probably that probably the only movement pattern that we would co- we would be doing every single day, uh, you know, for significant periods of time, 
But all the other movement patterns, you know, lifting and carrying, sprinting, running, um, they would mm-hmm. take up relatively infrequent yeah. uh, times yeah. of our of yeah. our day, of our of our week. Yeah. And so yeah. this is the this is probably the, the the difference between what we did ancestrally and today. It's the amount of time we spent moving mm-hmm. in comparison to today, and the the diversity of movement patterns that right. we will be engaging in. Yep. And so now you have, we're relatively sedentary in comparison. We, when we do engage in physical activity, it tends to be a small subset of yep. that kind of small yep. sport. Very of linear, activity usually. In. Exa- exactly, very linear. Tends to be, um, you know, if we're into fitness, it just tends to be just a sagittal plane, you know, mm-hmm. kind of up and up, up and down yep. <laughs> kind of movements, um, you know, just running forwards. You know, that, 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 that tends to be yep. all, 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 yep. we, all we do. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, our movement patterns should be three-dimensional. Yeah. Should be frontal plane and transverse plane. Lots of rotation. Yeah. You know, it, 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 almost every single movement. You know, if you if I'm yeah, lifting up a yeah. kill, um, it's always going to be different. Yeah. I'm never going to be presenting myself to the bar, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, in a particular way and repeat that a hundred times or 10 <laughs> times. Yeah. Every time I pick it. up an animal, it's going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be a different type of physical stimulus. So yeah. I feel now we've, it's almost we've refined movement and physical activity into something that's kind of these components or, you know, commoditized fitness to yeah. the point where we can say, right, we can do this. We can repeat it. Hmm. You can be taught how to do this. Um, and but there's a lot that we're missing. No, there's I a lot that agree. we're adopting that that approach. Yeah. So the primal, ancestral hunter-gatherer aspects of us as human beings, um, in terms of movement, means that we need to have a wide array. A kind of almost like a full seven-course meal. Yeah, I was going to say movement nourishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. So we need to we need to kind of engage in a in a feast of different <laughs> full degustation. Uh, uh, and you know, and if we don't, we'll become malnourished. That if we is don't, such a nice way of looking at it. Something missing from our from our repertoire of movement. And you know, if we if we don't use it, we'll lose it. Yes. So if we think about it from a from a, a 21st century point of view, we can break it down to we should be engaging in, in fitness that will challenge and test our stamina, our endurance, but also our speed, our power, also our reaction time and response time, our balance and coordination, Great. our ability to interact with others, you know, our ability to be able to be tactical and, and strategic in terms of what we do in terms of our movement yep. to be able to conserve energy but also to be able to work at maximal performance you know to work at varied uh, intensities yep, yep. Um, in, in multiple modes and and um, domains of fitness in in all types of environments our natural environment um, and so yeah so once you start looking at looking at it from that point of view you recognize that there is so little that we do now yeah. in a in a fitness training capacity you know we mm. we literally do like a pick and mix yeah. you know we yeah yeah so it's, it's like a buffet yes. <laughs> i love yeah, this where you, where you only pick 
what yeah. you your your favorite foods do you know what i mean like okay, I'll, go, <laughs> I'll go steak and chips yeah you know? yeah exactly. <laughs> you know i'm yeah, only that... gonna go for cream cakes that's it or i'm only gonna go for the steak yeah and, and i'm not gonna have any that's veggies because yeah I just love yeah i just love my steak and it's yeah. cooked the way that i like it so that's what i'm gonna go for totally. again and again and again um and it's like well what about everything else that's there you know yeah. what about it what, what else do we need to maintain good good health so i think the, the hunter gatherer became was fit and became fit because they had to as a byproduct survive. Mm. exactly mm. exactly they didn't exercise because they felt okay i need to stay in shape you know what i mean yeah. they, they they were in shape because they had to move daily mm. to, in order to, for them to obtain food you know there was no fridge there was yeah. no uh, mouse button mouse click to order their, order their <laughs> delivery to your door <laughs> yeah 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 you know they had to graft they had to work hard to get their food you know mm. they had to walk miles inefficient you know, as well you know yeah yeah exactly ex- exactly i mean i know yeah. and also they they may not have been successful yeah so you know there were times they'd, they'd go on their hunt and they may not get a kill uh yeah. which means have to expend a, a significant amount of calories and and not be able to replenish them. Yeah. So you know they still had to go go back the following day and and work really hard and and if that continued, you know there would be consequences. Yeah. For not only for them but also for their for, for the, the immediate yeah yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I I think we we have to look at the the take the context of our evolution of how we were designed to move or, you know, if, if we believe in, if you believe in creation, you know, how mm. we were created uh, to move in a particular way in order to survive. And in the 21st century, where a lot of that, um, can, you know, we, we now have convenience engineered into our lives, whereby we don't have to go out and hunt for our foods. We don't have to defend ourselves in the way that we may have used to our defend our communities we don't need to spend walk miles gathering gathering foods uh, we don't have to engage in in certain rituals in order to become transition from boy to man or woman to girl yep. you know so girl to woman uh, so you know we don't have to engage in certain rituals anymore so we uh, as lazy as we are as as um, animals that like to conserve, like to conserve energy, of course we're going to take the lift rather than the stairs. Yeah. Of course we're going to jump into our cars to go for just a few minutes away from our home because that's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. You know, we are going to reduce the amount of movement we do because I know most of us would just rather sit on the sofa and do nothing all day mm. if, we, if we if we could. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. Well, their DNA is set up for that, doesn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah. feel great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If yeah. I could, if I could play my my Xbox, you know, twenty four hours a day, and wouldn't need to sleep, and wouldn't feel the ill effects of doing that, I probably would. But <laughs> but of course, <laughs> I am going to feel the ill effects of that. I am going to feel the aches and pains and and those niggles, and yeah. and I am going to be sleep deprived, and I am going to suffer ill health by doing so. So unfortunately, a lot of us are in this state where. We, we take the path of least resistance, yep. which means eat the foods of convenience, eat fast foods, eat processed foods because they're quick and easy and cheap oftentimes yep. to consume. And we do the same with movement where we go, oh, I just can't be bothered to move. Hmm. I, can't, uh, I can't be bothered with the gym. I can't be bothered to walk. Yeah. 
know, I'll just order everything in. I'll just do the least that I can in terms of physical activity. And I'll do it maybe once a year for charity or when I want to look good on the beach for, for a couple of weeks, summer holiday. That's when I'll focus on fitness. Um, and we do the same with sleep. You know, I'll sleep when I'm dead is an is a expression people often use. You know, I'll, you know, that, that seems to be up. That tends to be our approach to our natural inclination is let's avoid na- what nature dictates as being helpful for us and let's focus on what uh, is man-made in terms of our yeah the way that we should be living and oftentimes that's detrimental well so many contrasts here isn't there you know um, it feels like there's such yeah. an opportunity you know we've got an abundance of quality foods around us abundance of crap as well obviously but um, <laughs> um, we've got this amazing opportunity to you know to be healthier than we've ever been and it feels like uh, it's, it's almost going the other way now you know um, so yeah, there's so much gold in what you just said <laughs> I could uh, dive into a few of those uh, elements there like um, even if you think about a gym you know there's a lot of functional gyms around which I think is great by the way but even mm. then, you know, you're wearing, you're on a flat surface, you're wearing very supportive footwear, you're operating uh, with very predictable, smooth surfaces, whether it's bars or, um, you know, rings or, you know, machines or, you know, dumbbells. But that's just not the way it was, right? So you get someone to climb a tree and they've got to deal with, you know, bark and, uh, mm. <laughs> you know, um, rough terrain and, you know, um, gripping with different parts of their body and, um, you know, you're constantly problem solving and adapting. Um, yes, yes, that's a very good. That's a very good point. And and I think, um, you know, there's nothing. I, I mean, I can't criticize gyms because no, no, nor can I. <laughs> the gym, the gym, the gym was how I started. Uh, my my kind of was part of my health journey. Yeah. You know, I I I I did functional training. I started doing, you know, a, a, a variation of CrossFit is what I did. You know, yep. very similar yep. uh, to to the CrossFit way of training, and so and totally it definitely place, right? yeah. opened my mind to there's a there should be a purpose for my fitness. You know, I, I yep. want to be able to do stuff. <laughs> you know, I want yeah. to be function. I want to be more functional. Uh, but I think even within that in that world, there were still limitations that were set, not because necessarily the the, the type of programming, but because of the environment. So. Me lifting a, a bar off the ground is not the same as me lifting a, a human being. It's not the same as me carrying what you know, even even carrying my shop my shopping. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shopping <laughs> is di- is different to me carrying a doing a farmer's walk with a, a kettlebell. Yeah, for example, you know, yeah. it's one 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 example. So, so I recognize I had to be spending more time in a natural environment to be changing the context and the environment to be changing the type of, of, of stimulus, you know, whether that's, as you say, like grabbing the bark of a tree, change the, 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 the width and, um, of the thickness of the branch changes, mm. which is, which means your grip is constantly being challenged yeah. in different, in different ways. A texture is something that it's like, Oh my goodness, this is quite rough. Do I yeah. wear gloves? Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I went through the whole kind of process of like, why am I wearing gloves yeah. to hold a kettlebell? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why? I yep. need to be really feeling this object, whatever it is that I'm holding. You know, I need to be, I need to be getting that constant feedback uh, yep. when it comes, you know, uh, to, to movement. You know, I need to be able to to not twist an ankle just because, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a little bit clumsy. 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Because you're not wearing your supportive tramping boots. Yeah, I'm wearing my supportive tramping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, I should be able to to be completely proprioceptive in 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 different types of environments um, and not have to have, as you say, that additional support. And maybe I need to start wearing minimalist shoes and start sometimes being completely barefoot yep. uh, on all types of terrain. And that's what – that was part of my journey. That's great. Um, and so – now my gym is the great outdoors nature's um, gym yep. <laughs> yeah that, that's my gym it is my living room it is it is it's wherever i am basically that's that great. becomes my a gym and then i now have more opportunities to move so yeah even if i'm doing something like watching a tv yeah um yep. i'm crawling across the ground i'm <laughs> you know my remote control is on the floor somewhere yeah um and i'll often crawl across to get the remote and I'll crawl back and oh, I'll change the channel. Great. It's good to hear I'm you not know, the only one. This is uh, music to my ears. <laughs> so it's just, you know, again, I, I have to make it, you know, that for me is the convenience. It makes it more convenient for me to move more. Yeah. Because, because yeah. as I say, I, I do love watching TV. I do love playing my games console. You yep. know what I mean? I, I'm not going to, you know, I do live in the big city. Yep. I'm, I'm probably never going to live in the country. I'm never going to to not have these amazing devices that I love to play. I am going to be watching series back to back. Get on those Netflix. That's, uh, binges. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, so, you know, but I do want to move whilst that occurs. So That's I'll great. sit on the floor rather than sitting on my sofa, which means yeah. I get uncomfortable when I sit on the, when that- I sit on the, that's a a really good point there actually is um is sitting you know i think quite often you know one of the fallbacks as well you know obviously our ancestors sat as well i was like yeah but they didn't sit in supported seats you know they sat on the ground in multiple Mm. different positions you know like constantly shuffling around like try sitting on the ground for you know a couple of hours (laughs) you're not going to stay in the same place are you (laughs) exactly exactly Mm. and and i think that's a that's a really that's a interesting point you know some you know we can see some of the developing world there are people who can sit for several hours in a in a kind of hunt in a hunter gatherer squat position and deep squat position um you know many of us myself included can't do that and to be fair i I don't i I don't really want to be able to do that (laughs) i'm quite happy at at fidgeting i'm I'm quite happy that there's this kind of nervous energy that's created when you're when you are uncomfortable in in a position and so rather than me going from my oh my gosh, I feel a bit uncomfortable in my hand to gather a squat. I'm going to go and sit down on a chair. I will just shift to another position. Hmm. I may lie down. I may lie on the side. I may, you know, kind of go on the balls of my feet. I, I, who knows what I'll do, but it, it's, it's always dynamic. And, um, and, I, and I think looking at kids, observing kids, um, you know, they... Oh, they're the best they, teachers, aren't they? They are the best teachers. Yeah. And, and, and fidgeting is also a movement pattern that I think adults should engage in. <laughs> so so I haven't I don't think I've heard anyone say that. So I'm probably coining that term for the first time. But yeah, I'm <laughs> that, that, I'm gonna you quote know, you on that. Uh, ti- yeah, all the time. But um but yeah that they 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 fidget. So even yeah. the, the youngest of, of, of babies do it. You know, they just can't you know they, they have limited control over their their limbs uh, and and of course as we 
gain more control and we get told by our parents to, to stop moving and to settle down um you know and and when kids are that they're, they're we kind of set these constraints for them in terms of stop moving sit in your high yeah. chair yeah and so on stay in that room um but we need to kind of get back to that frame of mind where we go you know what no i just feel uncomfortable i feel like i've got a constant itch hmm. and that itch itch for them is just to move and to explore yeah that's what the itch is and so we need we need some of that and yeah. it's not natural for us as adults i totally to, agree man to totally. Being, being so we've a, got to create that. yeah oh, it's so <laughs> so good like I'm, I'm a father of two and um I love it. It's just, it's, it's, uh, you know, the, the best element, you know, in my life. I feel like I'm constantly learning. But, uh, mm. you know, you ever have a, a fidgety child or a grumpy child and you, you take them outside and, you know, you just see them um, completely change. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's the best medicine. <laughs> um, it's the best answer for, uh, for grumpy children as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like having a pet, isn't it? Where, where, <laughs> you know, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have your dog, your dog becomes irritated because they're like, let me get outside. You know, yeah. I need to, I need to exercise. And it's, yeah. it's crazy that we, you know, if you are a pet owner, like pet owners recognize this for their pets. Yep. You know, but they don't necessarily recognize this for their kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A- and yeah. they 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 assume as long as their kids are amused yep. by, say, giving them a, t- a tablet or getting them to watch TV is the same as getting them to be outside and playing. And it's like, no, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, time may be ticking by doing so, but in terms of what their yeah. body needs, it's, it's so not nourishing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exa- exactly. Exactly. Oh. Um, and we know this ourselves when we actually get to do it, but it's yep. easier for us as adults to go, no, I'm just going <laughs> to, <laughs> I'm just going to stay here and do nothing, yeah. you know, but when we, when we do actually go out and really enjoy the environment and, re- and enjoy playing or enjoy being physically active or playing a sport, whatever yep. it, may, it is that makes us tick, you know, we're like, wow, isn't this amazing? But yet we seem to have short term amnesia where we go. <laughs> I know how great that was, but, um, but I kind of want to watch another season of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it really that great? I can't yeah. really remember. As soon as, as soon as we're in that in that zone, we're like, "Wow, mm. I, I would, I don't want to do anything else," you know. But yeah, it, it's. I'm still trying to crack that one to crack yeah. the solution for that. Um, I'm hoping Primer Play is one. Is one. <laughs> yeah, well, so is one. Actually, this is a really nice transition into the next part as as the play element. But quickly, I just want to um, uh, sort of summarize what you're saying. I think there's a huge mindset element to that. And, and what you mentioned before uh, in terms of movement uh, being like a, you know, a well-balanced diet, I think, um, you know, encouraging the listeners just to think about what part of their diet, their movement diet is missing and um, where are those opportunities to, to gain some nourishment. You know, is it, uh, you know, perhaps trying uh, getting outside or, you know, trying to hang off a branch of a tree or, you know, try something completely different rather than seeing it as a barrier, perhaps you could see it as an opportunity. Um, Mm. But yeah, transitioning into the play, um, this is a bit that really excites me. And to be honest, this is the, the, this is how I came across your work. (laughs) I I tried to, um, I thought I was quite original in creating a program called uh, Primal Play. 
but it seems like someone by the name of uh, Daryl Edwards already coined that. So, <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> because I, I feel great, like... Great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I really feel like play is an element, is such a key element that we lose when we, when we leave school. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are around this, but uh, with myself and many of my, my friends... Um, you know, when we left college, I mean, we're playing at every single break we had, you know, we're throwing a football around, you know, play fighting, uh, playing bull rush, um, whatever games, you know, we were playing at the time, but there was a lot of diversity, I can tell you. But as soon as we left uh, college, um, you know, we went to university and all of a sudden everything becomes so structured. Then you go to the gym and you do your 30 minutes of cardio, you do your, your weights in one plane of motion, and it becomes very um, linear and institutionalized in a way and quite isolated. Mm. Um, and that was definitely part of my movement nourishment that was missing with my, along my journey. But play, I think, is so, so, so important. Um, and this is something else I've learned being a parent. What got you into the play side? Um, and and what, yeah, what drove you towards the, the, the play model of, of movement or activity versus the, the more structured approach? Um, I suppose the, the first time I've... I've I thought about or I had a, a recognition of play being part of physical activity was seeing a documentary, um, I think probably in the 90s now, uh, called Jump Jump London. Hmm. Um, and and uh, it was basically one of the first uh, documentaries uh, or the first, you know, one of the first times anyone in the world had seen parkour outside of those uh-huh. who developed it in, in, in France. And and so people like um, uh, Sebastian Foucault and, and others came to London, and they were literally jumping around most of the landmarks in London, like in just absolutely incredible. Mm. And they they spoke about about playing, you know, about 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 this kind of creativity and this exploration. And I. I put it to one side and I remember thinking, okay, this, that looks amazing, but I'd never be able to do anything like that. You know, that's, that's what I, mm-hmm. that's what I did. But that was the first time I remember seeing play being almost childlike. And oftentimes when play was referenced by adults, it'd be like, you know, you're playing cards or you'd be, yeah. maybe you'd, you'd be partying. Maybe, you know, that might be the reference used. Let's go out and play. Yeah. yeah let's go out and get smashed. You know, <laughs> that would be, that's yeah. where the reference would be. But that was the first time I saw it with adults and movement. Yep. Uh, um, and then when I got into fitness in a, in a pretty serious way and I was involved in the sport of fitness and I was involved in wanting to beat my peers and getting my name on the leaderboard and, and, <laughs> and, I, and I, for somebody who was never very physically fit i was never a jock um i was never good at any sport so for me to see that transformation where i was like oh my goodness i'm actually i'm actually stronger than the person next (laughs) to me i'm actually faster than that person like wow this is just incredible this is amazing uh that was that was great motivation until i started getting injured frequently and still i started to hate what i had to do (laughs) to get to get those results so it was like it stopped being easy, you know. It started to be really difficult. Like, oh my gosh, I need to take two seconds off my my time, that workout time, 
but it's almost impossible to do because I'm going to have to work even harder preparing for that workout than I am actually doing that work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, so I suppose I had a, a shift in mindset, which was, I don't know if how I can, I'm falling out of love with this. Um, and I'm starting to hate this and I'm starting to feel hmm. as this is punishment for me, oh, not pleasure. So I can, uh, um, and I'm only enjoying the goal and the outcome, not the journey. So what, what can I do to make, make this enjoyable? And so I started to experiment by, I remember one of my favorite moves in the gym was a deadlift and, and, um, and I was very good at deadlift. I was getting very strong at deadlift. And I remember being outside saying, hey, you know what? Let me see if I can, let me see if I can pick you up to a friend who was half of my one, one rep max in the gym. And I struggled to pick him up. I just couldn't pick him up off the ground. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, well, why is this so difficult for me? And why is this a challenge? And my brain was working overtime, thinking about different combinations of and approaches to lifting him. So, that was, I remember feeling, that was quite enjoyable. It was almost like a quiz. Yeah, you know, it was almost like a fun like thing to do, actually. Uh, it, it was. It Did was. lift your mates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was also frustrating because I couldn't do it. Yeah. And, 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 and so, you know, that was also a problem for me because now I recognize me not being able to do it was, shouldn't be a frustration. It should ju- actually just be part of the part of the challenge. It's part of the education. It's part of actually learning something new about yourself yep. um, rather than feeling as if, it's, as if you failed. So that one incident um, really started sparking this, you know, wow, that was so enjoyable. Even though I couldn't pick him up mm. at the end of it, that was just so enjoyable. We were yeah, laughing together you know he tried to lift me and also also didn't do too well and you know we you know we were kind of rolling around in the grass and like we then started doing other trying other lifts and yeah. you know okay let me see if i can fire me let's fireman carry each other and let's piggyback each other and let's go for a, let's go for a run with each other on our backs and so that that simple let me just try and deadlift my my friend became you know like a, an hour of of amazing and fun activity it's great. And so the last reference I had of something like that was when I was a, a kid where yeah. I rarely exercised. Um, it was just, let's go out and play. Let's yeah. go out and have for some hours fun. hours on let's, end, yeah. For hours on end, you know, until your parents called you in at, at night or, you know. So that's where um, I recognized play for me um, had been suppressed and being very serious had been yeah. had be, had replaced my kind of fun jovial side, and um and and then as I kind of developed primal play, and as I started to think about all of the influences, uh, um and, and all the people that had inspired me, um, that's when I started thinking that this combination of primal instinctive natural movement with you with play is is probably the best vehicle to get more people engaged in this because oftentimes a lot of the, this kind of primal movement, um, is focused on the elite, on the elite. It's focused on those who look great with their t-shirts off, yep. who, who, who have a high level of skill, um, and, and physical ability and physical literacy. And there's just many of us who don't have that ability, don't have the time or the dedication yeah. to reach that level of skill. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. 
I don't want to spend years perfecting particular movement. You know, I want to have some fun and I want to achieve whatever I can with movement and I want to stay healthy and not get injured and learn to assess risks yeah. and learn to think about longevity and share this with as many people as possible. Yeah. So, so I, I shifted from elitism and, hey, look how amazing I am to – Hey, look how much fun this is. Look how happy and, I am. <laughs> and look how happy I am and, mm. and look how easy this is to participate in. Yep. And you can have just as much fun and you can achieve amazing things physically, but you don't have to punish yourself to do it. You don't have to feel as if, oh my gosh, I ate a cream cake last night. <laughs> what am I going to do today? I better do 60 to- burpees and 100 <laughs> box jumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To make my, my, my make myself feel better about myself. So, so yeah. So that was the that was the realization, uh, and um, and it's transformed my experience of movement. And so, I only kind of primal play now is really what I do. I don't do anything else. I don't do. I don't have a you know strict uh, structured workout program. I play out. I hmm. spend time interacting with my environment. Seeking out opportunities for movement. Um, somebody asked me how much do you how much do you work out every single day? You know, I'm like, mm, I have no idea. Yeah, because movement you know, really, is part of your life. It's not seen as something separate. Is that right? Yeah, it's 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 part of my life. And yep. and you know, I may, for example, I may just decide to myself, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drop and do ten push-ups right now. You know, I'll do that. <laughs> just <laughs> just spontaneously doing it. And, and it doesn't feel like exercise. This feels like another movement that I want to do. Another fidget. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another fidget, another kind of movement snack, you know, a little small <laughs> so muscle of, of movement. I go, okay, yeah, that feels good. I've just done that. You know, let me try a different variation. Um, let me experiment with, with this. But, you know, that's what it has become. And, yeah. and so, and, you know, and I do wear a tracker. Um, so I get an idea, you know, yeah. of my relative levels of, of activity from one day to the next but i don't have any any set goals yeah. you know like I've, I've got to achieve x hundred calories a day or yeah. you know it's just like whatever happens happens That's great and it just simplifies it, everything doesn't it you know it it does it does mm. for sure and, mm. and um it helps me who who struggles who has struggled with that type of structure before you know i tried the the, the fitness magazine workouts and I couldn't stick to them, <laughs> yep. you know. The three hundred workout, or yeah. yeah, I couldn't get the beach body that yeah. I wanted. Yeah, uh, um, and you know, I couldn't find the right weight in the gym, or I couldn't do whatever I was was asked to do. You couldn't hit so, a selfie from the right angle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, couldn't, couldn't you know? Couldn't dehydrate myself long enough to get the perfect <laughs> abs. You know, yeah. I didn't drink coffee, so I couldn't. You know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so. Uh, it, it, it's it just became a realization for me that this combination of being playful and exploring and being creative, but also I swear the, the probably the I must stress as well. Sometimes play can be used as an excuse not to actually do very much. Yeah. So so I don't, for example, primal play for me isn't rolling around in the grass. And, and laughing yeah that you know there's a time and place for that yeah but that's not that's not really going to help me from a, a fitness 
So you um, still have an a, intention. You bring an intention to your primal play out. Yes, exa- exactly. Because mm. I do want to get. I do want to get stronger. I yep. do want to be far, yep. get faster. I do want to, you know, I do want a lower resting heart rate. I do want to maintain my VO2 max. I do want to, you know, be able to lift my friend off the ground if he's injured. I do want to be able to climb a tree if I need to get out of danger. I do want to be able to jump out of my first floor window if that's the only way out of the building. I, I want yep. to be able to yep. achieve certain things physically, but, um, but I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be able to say I can walk a hundred meters uh, uh, doing a handstand yeah. or do a triple back or tri- do a triple Why? back. It seems so functional though. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So functional and I'll get a lot of views on Instagram for yeah. sure. Insta famous. If, yeah. if I could do that. But, um, but yeah, th- that doesn't appeal to me anymore. I'm like, you know, if as long as I can crawl, as long as I can walk backwards, as long as I can, <laughs> you know, climb up and, and get down safely as long as I can jump and land safely as long as, as, long as I can sprint and decelerate safely you know as long as I can partner with others and achieve an objective if I can do all of those things um, then I'm and have fun doing it yep wow what a combination uh, I totally agree man <laughs> I think um, play is like a sustainability tool like it, it really makes uh, it changes your relationship with movement uh, this is a, this is my opinion, anyway. Um, but I feel like if we're going to sustain uh, movement as part of our life, you know, it needs to be fun. You know, it shouldn't be a chore. Mm. I don't think it should mm. be a chore anyway. You know, you shouldn't go into the gym for for an hour and you know hate every single set, uh, second <laughs> of it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, already dreading your next session because you know you're told you have to or it's good for you. You know, um, you know, it can be a really nourishing and and fulfilling experience. So yes, awesome, of man. course. I doing. Yeah, and I, I think it's—I think it is important that there's a difference between um, a chore and a challenge, yes. because oh, because a, again, you know, there are things that I do um, <clears throat> which isn't always fun, which isn't always enjoyable, um, and this is the aspect of play that I think many people uh, miss out on. Yep. You know, so play can be misrepresented. So here's—I'll give you an example. If a kid is playing, uh, especially if they're playing by themselves, or even with, even with a group, sometimes play is deadly serious. So in other words, they're not smiling. They're really focused. They, they believe that there's a pit of snakes that they have to jump across. <laughs> and if they, don't, if they don't land successfully, then the, the, you know, they're going to get bitten by the snakes. Yeah. So they take, they take this really, really seriously. And so what they looking to achieve at that moment can be really challenging, can be really difficult, can actually feel like a chore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you have the wrong type of mindset. So, you know, they just feel, no, this is a challenge. I may not be able to achieve this, but who cares? I'll try it again tomorrow. I'll try it again next week. I'll try when I'm older, when I'm bigger, when I'm more, ca-. you know, yeah. that's the way that a child would approach it. Whereas for us, we do have this kind of like, almost self-mutilation, self-flagellation yep. aspect. Like, yep. I've got to beat myself up yep. to, in order to, I've got to punish myself in order to get there. Yep. Yep. And, and, and so, yeah, so I want to I kind of stress that point because sometimes, you know, fun, um, fun is extremely important. Fun will uh, promote sustainability of a practice and, and maintenance of a practice. Yep. But at the same time, the body 
responds to a little bit of intensity to to, to intensity and mm-hmm. overload you know you need you need this uh, physical stress in order to improve your physical capability and so that may not feel always feel great <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool no. <laughs> no, i totally agree totally agree can't agree more um i've got a couple of uh questions now um so what if, if you were to look, take everything you've learned uh, over the, you know, your, your long journey, what are some things that people should stop doing right now? Um, you know, if they're that person that's caught up in that, uh, that corporate lifestyle or that, uh, that whirlwind, you know, that doesn't allow them to, uh, or they don't feel like they, you know, allows them to move or play. Oh, that's a really, that's a really tricky question. Uh, <laughs> um, I suppose they just, I mean, I suppose at some point you have to evaluate whatever you're doing. You know, are you passionate about it? Mm. Um, what are you most passionate about? And um, does that passion include being healthy yeah. and and ha- having having longevity and being there for those who are the closest to you and so on and so forth. So so it's not about leaving the corporate world. Yeah. It's not necessarily it's not necessarily about becoming a monk and yeah. living this perfect life in the Himalayas where you're moving well, eating well, you know, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. It, it's about the it's about the 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 right amount of integration of yeah. of a healthy lifestyle that you can implement successfully in whatever with, with whatever you do. So that's what that's what you need to find. That's what everyone needs to do, make a decision on. How much can I do daily? That's going to be promoting my health, even though I live in a very unhealthy environment. That's Whether awesome. that's my job or my home or my environment, I may not be, may not have perfection in terms of health, but there is something that I can do today. There's something that I can do in the next five minutes that's actually going to be promoting health and promoting yeah. a health behavior and become a habit. Yeah. So that's what I feel anyone regardless of their circumstances, is able to do. That's great, man. And um, I was going to say, what should people start doing now? But I think you kind of uh, answered that then as well, which is great. <laughs> is there anything else you want to add to that? I, I suppose the, the one other thing to add is that um, avoid complexity. Yeah. So we, we often want to satisfy our intellect and convince ourselves that, yeah, this is the right way, you know, Let's get more research done. Let me spend more time reading blogs. Let me buy the next best-selling book. Yep. And oftentimes, we all we deep down know what is going to be better, more beneficial for us. Yeah. You know, we know eating cereal out of a cardboard box. We know that isn't healthy, no matter what it says on the outside of the box yeah. in terms of marketing. We know preparing our foods ourselves is going to be healthier. We know the fresher it is, the better it is. We know if we are sedentary, we don't feel great. When we move, we feel better. So for most of us, we just need to think about improving our food and our sources of food. Right. We need to think about moving more rather yep. than moving less. You know, We need to think about getting better quality sleep. We, you know, That should be the focus rather than thinking about, let me just hack my way to better health. You know, Let me find the best workout on the planet. No, just find the workout you can do that you can do often that you enjoy and that you can see yourself continuing to do that that leads to leads to better health you know if you can do that that's great you know 
eat in a way where you don't feel as if you're punishing yourself, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, by eating yeah. this way. Yeah, that's great. But you're not, you're not kind of alienating yourself from, from all those around you. And, yeah. you know, so, so I, I feel I started out looking at complexity as being the solution. Yeah. And all I've actually really found out <laughs> in the last sort of probably 15 years, 16 years of living this lifestyle is that simple really is best <laughs> yeah I can and imagine. I haven't really learned more yeah. now than when I first started out I'm like why didn't I just focus yeah. on that right <laughs> I, can, <laughs> you know I can share that journey <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Daryl hey um I've got a few questions from my listeners here actually um so I'm going to put you on the spot <laughs> so the first okay. one is from John and he says uh, what have being obviously a forever student, he said, okay, this guy has obviously written a couple of great books. So he's really interested in, uh, in upskilling constantly and constantly, uh, being curious. So he said, what have you learned since, uh, writing your last book? And that's paleo from A to Z, isn't it? And, mm-hmm. uh, what would you change if you were to change anything? Ooh, um, <laughs> that's okay. So I suppose what I've learned and it's probably not since my last book, but probably in the last in the last few years. Yep. Is that there are um just as we are omnivorous, I believe, i.e. we should be eating both animal and plant based matter. Yep. Um and I also believe that we're uh multidimensional uh, and multi skilled in terms of the movements that we should be engaging in. Yep. I also believe there are multiple ways to improving your health so i'm probably less dogmatic now about there's only one way you know yeah. you, you only can eat this way you can only move this way you can only live life this way in order to improve your health so i suppose now i'm probably have a a, a wider angle lens yep um and a more of a bird's eye view as to the traits we require to improve our our health and I suppose even though I do believe, you know, paleo has worked for me yep. and the paleo lifestyle works for me. Yep. And I believe the best reference is our ancestors yep. uh, as, as well as looking at modern science, which when it confirms that when it, when it um, is in concordance with that. Um, I also believe that we should still be open to questioning our viewpoints and always willing to learn um, because otherwise we'll we'll just become narrow minded yep. and we'll 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 stop actually achieving an improvement. That's great. You know, improvements and, and uh, a willingness to share. Sounds like the definition of wisdom really. <laughs> yeah, ex- 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 exactly. Yeah. So so we wanna stay I, I suppose in many respects you kinda wanna stay childlike once again. Yeah. You you know you want yeah. to be constantly seeking um, and keep constantly exploring, constantly questioning, yep. even what you do in day in, day in, day out and go, is this really the best way? Is this really the way that I should continue? Yep. Um, without adding complexity, without actually reducing the time me being spent on getting healthier. Do you yep. know what I mean? Yep. So if I'm reading blog posts at one o'clock in the morning hmm. and two o'clock in the morning, because I want to obtain more, any, you know, more education, yep. that's obviously going against me getting you know, a good night's sleep, yeah. good quality. Um, I'm spending less time actually being active or, or, or eating well because I'm eating a, 
drinking a so a soft drink and yeah. and a, 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 a snack bar <laughs> whilst, I'm, yeah. whilst I'm browsing. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So, so there's a fine there's a fine balance between the two, but I hope that answers the question. No, that's great. <laughs> um, so the next um, one is from Paula, and she said this is quite specialized. So. Do you know of um, any sort of self-care or rituals um, for women post-birth in ancestral or paleolithic ways? Like, were they up and moving or were they resting a lot? Um, it's quite a hard one to frame, but do you know of any sort of uh, ways around that sort of post-birth time for, for women? Okay, so um, one of the things that we do know is that for most of human history, uh, one of the commonest causes of death was Jeff, death at childbirth. Yep. So it was either, it was either um, the death of the, the infant yep. or, or death of the mother. Yep. Um, um, so based on that, um, if there was a particular traumatic birth, I'm sure the mother wasn't doing very much at all. Yep. You know, and there yep. probably would be a significant amount of, of recovery time. But what we do know is that there was significant amount of time spent with the infant. So the mothers would still go and gather yep. and the children would be literally attached to the mother, whether yep. that's like you know, kind of um, swaddled yep. you know, at the front or carried on the hip. Yep. Uh, that, would, that would happen. So there was very little time of that adults would be spent spent. Uh, being inactive yeah. the only times they were inactive was when they were resting yep you know so they would they'd obviously have periods of, of rest but yep. if they needed to get food then that's what they would do and and it would often be all hands on deck yeah and yeah. and other uh, another point to this is um with hunting tribes even modern day hunter gatherers the eldest members of the tribe would actually be taking part in in the hunt because they have the most wisdom. Hmm. And I remember watching a documentary once of the, the Haosan in, in, in Southern Africa, um, who've been pretty much hunting the same way for 30,000, 40,000 years. Uh, and the, the, the oldest guy in the hunt was like in his 70s. Yep. And he looked, no word of a lie, he looked just the same as the other adults who were in their 20s and 30s upwards yep. in that in that hunt and he was doing there was no like oh no no you know rest calm down you know take it easy <laughs> yep. because yep. you're 70 he would do absolutely everything that everyone else did right. and um i think that's that's remarkable there's some gold that, that that occurs yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. so so uh, you know i would say as long as there's no there isn't any acute trauma yep uh, post-birth um, then there would definitely be a, a, a drive to continue to do what you would uh, normally oh, do, um, and, and the children would actually be also be a part, uh, of, a part of that, yeah. part of that as well. well yeah, how much they'd learn. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, exa- ex- ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, what a great bonding experience, and, it, and yeah. also the fact that imagine you're carrying—you're not just carrying yourself, but you're also carrying that additional weight. Yep. You know, <laughs> for training. several miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. For several miles. Yeah. And, you know, they may, um, I mean, here's another thing that we tend to be preoccupied with in terms of kind of um, physical therapy and the like yep. is, oh, no, you know, you, you shouldn't just carry something on one, you know, don't, don't carry a backpack on one shoulder because <laughs> that's going to, you know, you're going to have Cultural some imbalance, yeah. imbalances and so on. It's like, well, some of these women are carrying babies and are lopsided on their hips 
for, for miles. <laughs> several miles a day. Yeah. And they may not shift them to the other side because they have a preference. We, we yeah. all have, do- yeah. we're dominant yeah. on one side or the other, yeah. you know, so, or they're carrying like huge objects on their head, you know, um, imagine all of that compression on the neck. So, I mean, there's, there were so many things that they, that they would do that we may frown upon yeah. um, in the, in the Western world, but it's like needs must. Yep, you know, <laughs> totally, man. Um, there's one here from uh, D Downs, and um, he said, "Hi, Daryl. Um, how long were the bouts of high intensity movement for? Generally speaking, for example, during a hunt. And there's an extra bit here. And did Paleolithic humans incorporate lower intensity gathering after extreme hunting periods? <laughs> okay, so um, <clears throat> again, based on what I've I've studied yep. and researched. The yeah. the men would tend to be the hunters, yep, and the women would tend to be the gatherers, yep. So so it's, that's what that would usually be the dynamics within within the tribe, yep. Um and and usually, and I have seen uh, again, this is based on a modern a modern documentary, <clears throat> but I have seen a, a traditional hunt, and on, in in this example, the men would walk about eight to twelve miles, yeah. To get to get to their hunting the hunting ground, yeah, um, and they would work at a v- varied levels of intensity, and probably only at the last moments would that would it become high intensity. So most of it would be obviously they'd be walking for several miles, yeah. then they'd be tracking the animals, which would also be quite slow, yeah, and relative low intensity, and then where the intensity increases would be where they're actually. You know, kind of throwing a spear or on the attack, or you know, going for a sprint. But oftentimes, they'd have to, they'd have to be very, very quiet. They obviously had to make sure they're not, um, the animals can't smell them. You know, they have to be on the right side of the wind. Yeah. Um, um. So and and then probably the intensity occurs again post kill because yep. they'd be skinning the animal and trying to get Area. as yeah. much of it away as possible yeah. before. Any predators would try to, and scavengers would try to to come and, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, high yeah, sort of animals. Yep. So they'd be very, very quick trying to skin the animal and cut it up to be able to carry it. Yep. And then they'd have to carry huge parts of the carcass back yep. to the to camp. Yep. So so um, so what, what I would say is that they would just be working at all levels of intensity. Yeah, that's um, right. And they'd have to make sure they were clever about that because – you know, that may be their only opportunity for food that day. Totally. So, so they have to be conserving energy and being able to perform, um, you know, based on opportunity. Yeah. You know, so yeah. if they, if that, if they lose a track of that animal and they find there's a, a, an easier opportunity to get, to get a kill, yep. then of course they might have to, they may have to switch gears. Yeah. If they're, <clears throat> if they're going to be chased, if they see a, a predator is about to chase them, they may be like, hey, you know what? We've got to go. <laughs> you know, we're not. We don't have time to warm up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just have to do your mobilizer, get your foam uh, roller out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like they just have to move. So, I would say, and this is what I kind of do myself now. I do. I do feel a high intensity protocol works very well. I do use it as part of my uh, part of my play out, but I use it in the sense that, yeah, make sure. They're of all types of intensity. Yeah. Make sure that you you do work sometimes at peak of your ability but most of your time should be spent relatively yeah. idle that's great um uh, um and this and brief periods of like let's just go for it yep. you know all out, all out, all out all hands on deck that's great one more question and this is from my daughter brooke <laughs> she said what does he eat for breakfast <laughs> ha 
Hi, Brooke. Um, <clears throat> so most days I would say I eat eggs. <laughs> yeah. So that that's be, probably become my staple okay. of of most of my breakfasts would be yeah. would be egg based. Yeah. Um, or I have leftovers from the night before. Great. Sounds my second <laughs> choice. Yeah. So I don't have any. Um, my breakfast used to be probably put it into context. So my breakfast used to be smoothies or um, some sort of cereal. Yeah. And when I think about some of the cereals that I would have and the amount of sugar. I know, it's pretty horrific, isn't it? Sugar, I mean, it was just with, um, it was just yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> it was a, so it's I a would, staple, eh? You know, for <laughs> it's a staple. Yeah. So I, I don't know if, 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 if I remember once doing, if you ever look at the back of a cereal packet and they say the, uh, you know, the recommended kind of amount, uh, you know, f- uh, to consume, yeah. you know, like maybe 30 grams of, you know, say crunching at cornflakes, which is what, yeah. that was one of my, this so I'd have crunching at cornflakes, yeah. and so 30 grams is what you should be having, and so many <laughs> many liters of milk. Yeah. And I would have probably about four or five times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd bowl be absolutely crammed packed <laughs> of of, yeah. of this. So like four so or five more times. Like 30 grams of sugar instead <laughs> of 30 grams of cornflakes. At the very least. Yeah, true. Um, you know, and I probably have about a pint pint of milk which i don't i don't have any now so a pint of milk yeah and i often add probably a couple of weetabix yeah um because it didn't feel this didn't feel sustaining enough yeah so um so yeah that used to be my my breakfast and now i'll probably have four or five eggs yeah uh, with some some veggies sometimes sardines you know mm, nice um, maybe some maybe some nuts that tends to be my the sort of breakfast that i have yeah. now yeah that sounds great so one last question, and it's the big question that I ask every single guest, and that is, if you were to pass on one piece of information, one question, or an idea to every single person on this planet, uh, what would it be? Um, spend more time living in accordance uh, with nature. Oh, that's great. Beautiful. Nice and simple. Yeah, that one hasn't. That, no one's covered that yet. So that's 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 beautiful, man. Thank you so much. Now, You're welcome. Where can people? What are you working on now, uh, Daryl? And where can people find you? So the the best place to find out uh, what I'm up to is at primalplay.com. So um, I wanted Primal Play to be, in terms of the blog, one to be a home where people can see some of the activities that I do, some of the games that I that I play, uh, both myself as and as well as groups <clears throat> um but also to, to provide a lot of research and evidence base around the the movement being medicine yeah so there's lots of really good research out there as to how f- movement and physical activity can be beneficial at preventing and treating chronic lifestyle disease and um some of the health markers that we we tend to expect food to resolve everything from chronic inflammation to the gut microbiome to, you know, reducing chronic stress, cognitive function and the like, Mm. they can all be helped significantly through your movement practice. Mm. So I've tried to, to uh, collate as much of that evidence as possible and produce articles and post that research on my, on my blog. Yep. So if you're interested in some of the evidence, as well as some of the practice, uh, there's that. That's all available on promoplay.com. And also, I've uh, spent time, some time working on online 
courses that people can partake in. So a lot of people who don't have the opportunity to train with me or to attend my, my workshops in person, I've now created a few programs uh, where there's actually, if you sign up to my blog, you have a free sampler, a kind of a five-day sampler um, of kind of called Animal Moves. That's one of the one of the courses that I'm that I'm running right now. So you can you can start learning of how you can incorporate primal play principles and movements into your into your daily uh, into your daily movement practice. That's great. Yeah, yeah and, and I can uh, I can back that up, um, guys. Please go along and check that out. Um, his social media is really good fun as well. I, I quite often check out some of the videos on uh, Instagram. Some really useful uh, tools and games, and it's very inspiring. Um, oh, and yeah, the, it's good to see some. You know, you've you've really done your research and you've trawled through the, you know, the information as well. So, uh, on behalf of everyone, thank you so much for for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. And um, thank you for being curious and continuing to, you know, upskill and, and you know, share this, uh, this wisdom as well. Oh, thanks very much, Carl. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, I know I've been probably been rambling on, uh, but I'm so passionate about what I do <laughs> that um, hopefully there's a lot, lots of, you know, tidbits of information there for, for you all. That's great. And it definitely wasn't a ramble. Thanks again, Daryl. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.